Let's get bitchless. See, we actually do know what we're talking about. <laughs> I wore that f***ing tiara in t- until like four in the morning. Shut up, Nathan. Oi. Hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Debbie DeFrancesco. Debbie. I said Debbie. I don't, you know what I say, Deb, and someone's like, over the weekend, I introduced myself as Debbie, and they're like, well, do you prefer Deb or Debbie? I'm like, listen, I've been Deborah, Deborah, Debbie. And so it comes up. It's just a shortening. My friends call me Debbie. I call you Deborah. You do. Well, Well, when we first got introduced, that was like my whole professional name. Right. But now you're. That was culinary school. It was Chef Deborah. So that's when I first used it from Debbie. <laughs> another, okay, Deborah. Another, okay, okay, Carrie. <laughs> so I have Carrie Tabaski here today. Yay! Oh, the kids aren't cheering for me today. No, the kids. They grew she, up. She adopted. They, All forty-seven of them. Oh, there they are. Oh, good. Dave hit the right button. <laughs> and then Nathan had to go make some moolah, so he had to step shut out. Up, Nathan. I know. So we told him to shut up. We told him to shut up. We kept Tasha Bracken here from SD Events, actually Hi. from Tasha. Bracken events. Woo! That's new. So, yeah, girl. Thank you. We're so glad you're here. I'm like, hey, will you be my guest host? Because you were awesome on the other podcast. And then my other guest, yay! I'm so excited to have Naomi (laughs) Reza. Oh, I know that was good. That was excellent. We, that wasn't that yeah, good. You kind of held that. No, I did. I did. I've been practicing. Do you sing professionally? Yeah. <laughs> have you have you ever heard this voice? Yes. You sound I'm, like Oprah. Oh, that's my oh. theme song. That is my theme song. Oh my god. See, that freezes me though a little bit. Like I have a moment where I gotta feel the music. I Go highly ahead. right. Naomi knows. So listen, so as I said, we have Naomi Raisel here today, and she's fabulous and extremely talented relationship coach. And I would, I've known Naomi forever, and I've loved her forever since the second I met her. I'm not even, she's like, oh, I'm like, no, but that's the truth. I don't really know how to be any (laughs) other way. Um, And I would say that to say that Naomi is a woman who deeply understands human nature would be a giant understatement. She started as an English teacher in New York City, has privately counseled many people and couples, records wedding films and love stories in a way that you didn't even know existed. She has literally stood behind trees and blended into a crowd so that nobody knew she was recording in in like a non-creepy way. Uh, She's a certified efficient and, of course, relationship coach. So I'd say the biggest question is how a relationship coach is different than a therapist, why we see a relationship coach, uh, especially during one of the most exciting and intense times of our lives. What kind of relationships are we talking about when a bride and groom or sick other seeks out a relationship coach during wedding planning? Uh, Perhaps it has to do with future in-laws, conflicts with parents over wedding plans, unrealistic expectations based on what society says we should feel or do on our wedding day and wedding planning. How much time do we have? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of questions. This one won't take any time. And what is love? (laughs) (laughs) So, some super giant questions here. So, let's get to it. Naomi, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. This is so exciting. So, so tell me a little bit. I'm, I'm truly, I'm going to name this podcast, What is Relationship Coach? And why should we invest in one while planning our wedding? So, talk to me. Let's break it down. Tell us a little bit about yourself and like define relationship coach if you wouldn't mind. Well, it's different from therapy. I yes. mean, therapy, you're looking to find out what's the problem. You know, where does this come from? 
where did it originate? With your parents, with your sibling, with somebody else, you all, know, and you're all, all of the above. Right, all <laughs> of the above. And then you're looking to investigate how you can heal those things. In relationship coaching, you're looking to identify who you are, who you're significant other is, and to really understand them at a very core level. So you're looking to understand temperament, which by the way, you're born with, you die with, (laughs) and you live with the rest of your life. Uh You cannot change temperament. (laughs) But there's a difference between temperament and behavior. True. True. So wow. while I might be someone who wants to talk all the time and my husband is somebody who doesn't want to listen all the time, <laughs> my temperament is extroverted and um, his is extroverted but likes quiet, which is interesting. Yes. So I have to learn that when he's looking for quiet, I don't try to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Our husbands, well, they've met a few times, but I'm like, they should hang out because, and then they can sit in silence. <laughs> exactly. And they can, or they talk about records or something like yeah, that exactly. or sports, you know, exactly. that's, that's what they talk about. Exactly. No, but th- thank you because that is a huge distinction and I think you know I've said about Naomi and I think even just by listening to her short answer there thank you that was very short and fabulous you already people already like you like I can and and, and truly I'm not just being nice I I have my bitchy moments in fairness but I I think I met you like 10 years ago even longer and there's a way you have a about you where I do I, I outside of wanting to like to put my head in your lap and like have you stroke my hair <laughs> anytime <laughs> no, no, it's like her right it's her voice it's her voice yeah. and people are automatically comfortable with you and that's intuitive so if a bride and groom or a sick other are looking to invest in a relationship coach are these aspects something they should be looking for? Maybe not the stroking well, you of should the hair. like them. You should like exactly. them. Exactly. I mean, I know it's an obvious coach, but or question, but like how how can people find a you where they live? Or if you're in Boston, look up for Naomi, we'll let you know how to find her. But but like if you're in California listening to this or in the UK, like what do, if I'm a bridegroom or whomever, how do I search like what's what do I even google to find you relationship coach okay and there are thousands of them and everyone's different right you know, I think what you have to get at is how does that relationship coach resonate with where you're coming from and what you're seeking to achieve That's so I, I give you a couple of examples yes, which are really yes. useful I'm thinking about one um, bride in particular who I was seeing is a therapist actually many many years ago wow and she had an issue with her mother-in-law her about to be mother-in-law who wanted to control everything Oy. and wanted the wedding to be her wedding you know and she came into me one day and she was really just totally upset how can she deal with her future mother-in-law I said why don't you bring her in So we sat down and we talked about what the priorities were for her, what the priorities were for her mother-in-law, what was really essential for the wedding that they wanted to contribute, and we worked it out so that when it got to the wedding day, mother-in-law was in the background, (laughs) where she belonged. (laughs) But no, but that's amazing, because that's huge, and also, hopefully she's in the background after the wedding, too. Well, hopefully. You know what I, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I feel like how you deal yeah. with your soon-to-be in-laws, whether that's the mother-in-law, father-in-law, sister, brother-in-law, is kind of like uh, how you deal with them while you're planning your wedding is kind of setting the tone for Absolutely. the future. So you yeah. you helped shape their future. Absolutely. Which and is huge. There's another situation I wanted to bring in, which is um, one of my event planner friends, actually wedding planner friends, said she had met a couple and the couple wanted the equivalent of a Catholic pre-cana, but wow. they had no religious affiliation and they didn't want it to be religious. So could I possibly do something like that with them? So I sat down with them. The very first thing I did was give them a 
temperament analysis Ooh. test. It's a quiz. It's simple. <gasps> we should. You can find it can, online. Can it's we cool. have do a, that now? Yes. Kersey. K-E-R-S-E-Y. Get out of here. Yeah, she's on it. Google it. Wait, say that again. Kersey. K-E-R-S-E-Y. Temperament sorter. It's free. It's online. Similar to the Myers-Briggs, but I like it better. I like it better. And you discover who you really are in there. You know, it's like, I'm... We're all going to go home and do that. Please do. It's like, we're doing it now. We're doing it now. It's like, I'm, I'm married to the most concrete person in the world. Yep. It's like, there's a problem. Here's the solution. Let's move on. Yep. I, on the other hand, am an idealist. I want to understand the depths of the problem. <laughs> I want to see where I can intercede and make a difference in the problem. You know, it's much where more it elaborate. Where started, how exactly. we can finish it. <laughs> it's much more elaborate and nuanced. So, you know, understanding that he can only hear things in a concrete way, and he's still working on dealing with an idealist, because that's a whole <laughs> other thing. How long have you been married? Uh, we've been married 40 years. Shit. <gasps> <gasps> well, you look at Naomi. <laughs> well, first of all, you look at Naomi and be like, were you married when you were yeah. 10? Seriously. Oh, no, no. I just have good genes. I you got do lucky. Have, you, yes. you really do. So outside of that shock, but they're still learning about each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even after 40 years. And that's one of the things that I like to say to couples when they're getting married. It's like, you know, there's somebody that you're marrying today. It's not going to be the same person you're married to in 20 years. I literally. I mean, shit, really. You shit, also really. True. I literally just had this conversation with one yes. of my BFFs. And like, it, you either grow together. Correct. Or you grow apart. Absolutely. And it's, and it's, and sometimes that happens. Like, you know, 2018 was a really tough year for me mm. and my marriage and my husband. And we came out of it with flying colors because we, we sat down and discussed things and tried to really understand it. And like you said, in a way where Chris is very concrete, he's like not black and white because that's mm-hmm. not super fair, but he's concrete. Mm-hmm. And again, I want to be like, and then, and then, and, you're an and, idealist. Then, and I'm an idealist. So, <laughs> Wow, oh, that's interesting. You know, the, I might uh, add. Um, uh-oh. <laughs> I, no, I just want to say, genius. I'm not married to the same person I was married to 20 years ago. It's a, a little bit more of a literal way, but still. But still. But still, that's actually really I, funny. You know, Deb, one of the reasons that I always recommend that people have a wedding film to bring in another one of my careers here, I have several going simultaneously, is that the person that is in your wedding film on your wedding day is the person you fell in love with in all Aww. likelihood. And in five years, when you look at that person, go, what the fuck did I do? (laughs) What is wrong with me that I chose this person who's so incompatible with me? You can put on your wedding film and remember what it is, essentially, that made you fall in love with them. Is that how you sell your wedding film? Well, it's one (laughs) of the ways. Yeah, absolutely. And if that doesn't work out, call me. Well, as a a couple's coach, what I see is people expect the person to be the same year after year. And they're not. That's huge. Well, we have to evolve as humans. Exactly. I mean, I always used to sell like a wedding video, like if grandma's on her last leg or if like... That's a good reason Well, no, but it is. Like if it's somebody, you know, somebody who you love, you you can look back and still see them, not just in a photograph, but hear their voice and see their movement and giving you a hug or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I like your version so much better. (laughs) Remember, he wasn't always an asshole. Right. He wasn't always an asshole. He may stop being an asshole sooner or later and if you if <laughs> you view that wedding film and you see where he put the ring on your finger and you look at his face which I always make sure I film you realize why you were in love with the guy in the first place and then you kind of soften and your heart kind of opens and you feel oh I love that person again <laughs> even though he's an asshole yeah you know? yeah <laughs> well and I think if you have kids yeah or dogs or cats or it any changes other you. responsibilities it changes it yeah. it changes well having mentioned that my husband and I have always had cats yes and one of our cats died probably a year and a half ago and yeah it was okay she was 26 and a half holy hell old cat that's like Guinness book (laughs) 
And wow. we said, my husband said, let's let's try not to have a cat for a while. You know, vet bills and this and that. Oh, yeah. I said, okay, we won't have a cat for a while. Well, after a year and a half, we were ready to kill each other. <laughs> so we had to get a cat. Because with the cat, you can always look, oh, the cat's so adorable. Right? Yes. You don't have to deal with each other one-on-one oh, on so one all the time. That's an interesting point. Well, don't they say, like, people who have cats... Uh, I, there's like this whole study. It's something like uh, the, the, all the studies are like, Debbie, you swear too much. It's like, yeah, but I'm very honest. Like I'll, I, people put that on my Facebook page all the time. But with cats, they're saying people with cats are, have lower blood pressure. I'm trying to remember what they it was. They swear oh, yeah. at them a lot. They sw- I, don't, I would never swear at my cat. Well, I always say. You would, if I, your husband would just call Molly a dick. <laughs> he did. It was awesome. Not the cat, though. <laughs> never the but, cat. Um, just the ca- I always say to my husband, if we didn't have a cat, but I, I don't know what we'd talk about. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> but it's true. I love my animal. Like, mm. Rosie's going in to get groomed tomorrow, and she's probably going to, like, freak out. And, like, but, you know, they're big, big, long hair cats, and they need to have their <laughs> summer haircuts. And I gave her brother already had his lion cut, and she's oh, been hissing at him. Every, but that's a whole other. That's a different. Now, that brought up something about cats, because I read a post the other day about somebody who was engaged, and she had a cat, and her fiancé was allergic to <gasps> cats, and he insisted oh. they get rid of the cat. Oh. And I posted a response, which is, get him on. Um, a shot. Yeah. Really? Seriously? I mean, if your fiance wants to end the relationship, if you bring your cat with you, you don't want to be married to the no, guy. No, that is. But yeah, shouldn't no, you put? Now I'm not a cat person. I have yeah. a dog. But shouldn't the fiance? Uh, yeah, I don't know. What don't are we going to say? That I was going to say. Shouldn't the fiance? come before the cat but that's horrible of me to say because the cat but yes and no but like yeah. a child no, also no 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 but yes and no because it, 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 I think it depends like I my cat who I put down about a year and a half ago before I got these two um, god she she was 17 I had her for 17 years I had her for like a little less than half my life but barely and if somebody had come into my life and said that's you know, hard. choose me or you. It's like I have more history with her. Sorry, dude. Right. Like, no, I, yeah, I yeah. It's a it's a hard. It's, a it's tough. Thing. It is. Did you know that I, Deborah D. Francesco, host and founder of Bitchless Bride, do a lot more than just podcasting? I'm a wedding planner, coach, and consultant. I consult with brides all over the country about getting started planning their weddings. Some brides have already envisioned what they want their wedding to be, but could use a little clarity and advice. Others are excited to get married, but feel completely overwhelmed and stuck doing something they're not prepared to do. That's where I come in. I'll help those of you struggling to find your wedding planning center or even just the starting line. If you need a little help, guidance, and a gentle push in the right direction, simply head to bitchlessbride.com, click on Bridal Consulting, and select the coaching session that's best for you. Help is a click or two away. Come on, Bridie, let's chat. Again, that's bitchlessbride.com, Bridal Consulting, and voila, your wedding planning made simple. So let's go back to the Kersey. Cur- oh. <laughs> What's it called? Kersey. K-E-I-R-S-E-Y. So Temperament I think I disorder. studied this in school. I feel, yeah, it looks kind of familiar-ish. Uh, or a job. Oh, let's get started. So it takes, oh, oh it takes we 10, get no, 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 you know, it takes, it takes 10, 10 to 15, 15 minutes. But so the cool thing we'll is. We'll do it later and report back. And it's quick. I'd love to hear the results. What do you do if you have your couples take these tests and you see that they are highly incompatible? Well, my husband and I are highly incompatible. True. And we've known that since the beginning. <laughs> we've been together for And, you're, and your years. husband's awesome and so are you. True. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I don't think it's a matter of compatible or incompatible. I think it's a matter of understanding each other. You know, oh. one of the things, Kiersey wrote a book called Please understand me I think was the name of it and it was a profound book because what he indicated was every human being wants more than anything else to be understood yes that's what we want yes we want someone who understands us even if 
in theory, they can say, I don't get why she feels that way, but she feels that way. But she way. feels that way. And that's important to understand. And oh, in I the Kiersey, you get to understand one another based on your temperament, which will not change. That's I love that you say that. And so we've talked a lot about, we had a therapist on a few, uh, maybe like our fourth episode or something. And she always, we, we said something about how it's amazing that you know, you hire the band, you hire the florist, you hire everyone, but why isn't there a therapist on the payroll? Why isn't there a, a, a coach, a relationship coach on the payroll? Great idea. It, but it's true. That's a really, that's a really good point. And then again, somebody who you can tap into as if you choose to have children or if, get a cat or a dog, you know, <laughs> something that's going to kind of upset the equilibrium in a good way. Well, but it's getting to be really interesting because at the same time, I've been <clears throat> a relationship coach to a couple, yep. and then I wound up officiating at their wedding Aww. because they said, oh, we'd love to have you. It's because of you that we're getting married. And you, know? you get us. Right. So, yeah. So, I got I was officiating at their wedding, and then it was, and can you film it too? So, there have been several weddings oh. that I have been a Whoa. relationship coach, an officiant, <laughs> and oh a God. filmmaker, Wait. all three. Wait, the all general, the what time. were we saying last week's podcast, the general contractor, the mic. Maestro. maestro. The architect. <laughs> the architect. Yeah. We have the maestro Tasha right here. We that's what we ended up naming her. I feel like you what are the, the baton? What's the what's the yeah, the, the conductor? The, the, the conductor. 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 What does I he carry? I don't know. Is it the baton? Yes. Right? I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like uh, our music uh, lovers are gonna uh, be like, seriously, Debbie? See now <laughs> I can't stop calling myself Debbie. They also have please I, I actually read this book in, in um when I worked in radio. Wow. In sale our sales. Uh, team was supposed to had to read it. And we did the we did the whole personality test, but they have a please understand me too, which I guess is like wow. you still don't understand like, me. Right. So <laughs> read the actual fuck. Well, what? I, think, I, think all, I think we're all trying to get our partners to be like us. Right. So this was clients <laughs> trying to get our clients to be like us. But wait. <laughs> but that. But you know what though? It, that's a very interesting way. I, I feel like I forget in college I read what Pirandello's six. Uh, actors in search of a I can't remember like I'm blanking I'm not terrible but part of part of what they were saying and the theme of that play in search of an author was basically you're putting on a face for the faces you meet and that is a, that, and it's it's huh. if you think about that. So everyone always jokes with me like, "Oh, Deb, don't swear when you meet with this person," or they worry. I feel like they have to say it to me. It's like, guys, I've worked with clients who are super buttoned up. I too put on a face for the faces I meet. And like I said, I'm not changing who I am. I'm just, if I'm working with like a mother of the bride or groom who is who is very different than me, I'm not going to make it my mission to offend her. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I am not going to swear because... But you wouldn't do the same thing in your marriage. No, I would right? never do the same thing in my marriage. Like I, I am who I am. Right. And and I don't and if I if I feel like I have to put on a face for my significant other, then I'd be talking to the divorce person who records his podcast here too. I'd be like, Matt, I need you. By the way, one of the most bizarre things is the same thing that attracts us to our partner is the thing we come to hate about them five years later. <laughs> so you know, my husband is very peaceful and very calm and very soothing and very reassuring, and all that's great. <laughs> Except his enthusiasm level could stand a little boost sometimes. And on the other hand, I'm someone who's got tremendous enthusiasm. Yep. And it's like, chill out, please. Chill out. Please chill out. That's so, f that's yep. a great point because I, I'm similar. Mm -hmm. And like, it, well, and it's like, Chris, Chris does not completely complete me. We complement each other. And that is something that I think is super important in any beginning, whatever you are in your, in your relationship. But same type of thing. Like, he, like when I'm like crazy and I'm on my super high as my high and he's like, all right, bring it down and yep. I'm like, okay, honey, bring it up. Ah, 
<laughs> Yay! Sorry, our next guest walked in. Hi, gorgeous. <laughs> You'll hear her. She'll be on soon. But that is something that's just like an amazing thing to think about. I mean, does chewing count? <laughs> well, some people actually, I don't know if you know this, Debbie, but some people actually have a bizarre, um, when, when people chew, it drives them crazy. Yes. And it's chewing not everybody. Disorder. No. It, there actually is a name for it. I, okay, I'm not saying that about my husband. He, I feel like his jaw sometimes cracks when he chews, and like it's it's a joke. It's truly it doesn't bother me, but it's it's brought up a lot in our marriage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't. And the funniest thing is, I'm like, I don't actually remember that from dating. I don't, I don't remember that. And now it's like, did that change because he got older? Did he hurt himself? <laughs> like did that? But now it's funny. It comes up all the time. And my daughter actually would be like, Daddy, you're the, like the loudest chewer. <laughs> I hope I'm not like instilling this in her to like you know. The snoring is the other thing, but oh, hey, God. forget about that. Yeah, one. I can't. No, no. no See, no. you love the guy, right? I do. So if he snores, you live with it. I do. I do. And a sound machine. I I do. I, uh, a fan. Yeah, whatever ear, works. Earplugs. Sometimes the extra bedroom if it's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I have a big day. I'm going in the other room. I love you. Bye. But so Deb, one of the other things I just wanted to bring up is when people get married, they're all absorbed in the wedding planning. Yeah, you know, they get engaged. I mean, relationships are. They date. They fall in love. They get engaged, or they push to get engaged, yep. which typically happens. <laughs> and then there's the planning of the wedding. Where's the relationship in there, though? Oh, that's it. You know, the yeah. relationship often gets lost there. And I remember one wedding that I did I wanted to mention to you, where I it was like the second sister's wedding that I was doing. It was a beautiful wedding, beautiful bride. Walked into bridal prep, and there's the bride crying <gasps> her eyes out. Really, tr- well, she was trying not to cry, actually. She Aww. had her makeup on already, so she was like, <laughs> trying not cry. to cry. So I walked over to her, and I put my arms around her, Aww. and I put her head on my shoulder, and I said, now cry. Aww. And she cried and got it over with and had a great time. Did you stroke her hair, too? Of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I just See saw. what I mean, though? <laughs> she was somebody who was so tense about yeah. when she wasn't used to being the center of attention. She wasn't used to wearing makeup. She wasn't used to getting dressed up like that. And here she was, the focal point. Yep. And she was freaking out about it. I, so hard. she needed to have a good cry so she could discharge that tension and, and then get, get back it on. to have a good day. Right. Like, so most people probably, most wedding filmmakers probably wouldn't have walked in, seen that, and done that. They would have been like, I'll be back in five minutes. Right. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing I would do as a coach. But that's but that's what I love about yeah. you. And truly, like, you're, whether we're talking about your films, and I wasn't joking, Naomi told me, told me about this story about how, I think it was like one of her Four Seasons weddings where she was like literally hiding in the trees because the bride's yeah. like, I basically, in a nice way, I don't want to see you. Did you guys plan it together? Yeah, we did. Tasha. <laughs> and Tasha remembers the wedding we were referring yeah, yeah. to. <laughs> Well, yeah. But that's amazing because I feel like people also sometimes have this very outdated view of what a videographer is where you picture like a bar and bat mitzvah circa 1982 with like the big fucking light and it looks stupid. You know what I mean? Like it's not the reality. You're very discreet. Well, I am and it depends on who I'm working True. with. You know, True. If it's a couple that's accessible, which is my ideal couple. Yep. They're verbal. They're expressive. They want to connect. They want to collaborate. That's my ideal couple. And with those kind of couples, no, I'm not hiding behind no. a tree. I'm engaging with them. Of course. And But I'm engaging with them in a non-directive way. So it's like, how are you today? What did you do last night? When was the last time you saw your partner? You know, what was the last thing he said to you this morning? You know, those kinds Aww. of things. And oftentimes I'll get those stories on film too because I think they're precious. Well, also those stories that when you look back in five years, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I still do love you. You're amazing. So, so 
kind of leads me because, like you said, I love that you said I want to work with an accessible couple. Mm-hmm. So, what would make for an easy bride or an easy couple or an accessible couple? That I have to remember that because that mm-hmm. that is so key. But because I think Tasha too, you know, whether you're an independent wedding planner, you work at a venue, or you're uh, the photographer or or band, mm-hmm. we. We want, we need the direction. Mm-hmm. We need somebody who tells us what to do in a delicate way. I would say, like, in a way that's more like, this is what I want. It's not like you are, you work for me. It's this is what I want. This is what I'm going for. I'll give you everything you need to make sure that this happens. Right? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, you know, it, when you mention accessible, I mean, there's the couple that kind of stares at you. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you're filming my wedding, bye. And then there's the couple which goes, oh, I love your hat, and then you look so great today, and you get into a dialogue with yeah. them. And what happens as a filmmaker, switching hats for a second there, yep. is that person then relaxes on camera. Yes. Tense person on camera is not attractive. <laughs> no one wants to be tense on camera. That so the very way. first thing is how do you chill out on camera? How do you chill out on your wedding day? You know, a lot of couples tell me that they're frozen. They get to, you know, they've been drinking all morning, right? Yep. Toast and another toast yep. and another toast. They get up to the altar, whatever oh. they're doing, and they're not even there. Yeah. You know? And, and then they say they didn't remember anything that happened. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, though. Don't drink too much on your wedding day. Right. And yeah, we're not joking please. about that. That is a very real, or, real or thing. Or wedding night. Yeah. Or wedding night. I had a bride who missed uh, about two hours of her wedding reception because she got so pissed drunk that she literally passed out. And oh I was my, like... And then you spent all that money ew. I mean, she was not. your wedding. I will tell you, she was not, she was not my favorite bride to work with. <laughs> and imagine. so it, it, it karma's actually... Karma's a bitch. Karma's a bitch. And... Yeah. and it didn't really surprise me. Um, and actually, kind of what we've been talking about uh, lately, and I heard they're not together anymore. Just not a surprise. Not a surprise. If you have to get that shit face on your wedding night. <laughs> you know, and it's also, if your wedding, I hear people say all the time, your wedding is the best day of your no, life. No, it's not. Well, it if it is, be. it's downhill all the way after yes. that, you know? Yes. If you plan on being <laughs> together for a lifetime, you know, it's, oh, this is the most wonderful peak experience I've ever had. And then yep. it's, your socks are on the floor and the garbage <laughs> didn't get taken out, you know? Yeah. Just doesn't connect. You'll are never, you, you're never going to get back there. <laughs> Did you, are you in my house? <laughs> I know, seriously. My house. <laughs> Our, everyone's house, yeah. though. Yeah. But that's that. That's what happens, yeah. you know. And it's. I like. I love that you said that. Like the the, the couples that are easy and easygoing are less tense on camera. Um, you know, they they just they want you there. And and like I said, you're not. It's not like. You know, from a video standpoint, it's not like you're walking around like with a microphone and a, not and at a all, spotlight. Ever. You know, <laughs> never. I know. Never. I know. But I'm really okay. So I'm really excited about this. So how? What are some questions that, like, a bride and groom or groom and groom whomever should be asking you when they're thinking about hiring? And like Tasha's well, wanting to say something. Or, a planner. Yeah. How do, how do I incorporate? Kind of, <laughs> how do I get a client that I think might benefit without saying you need to, you need a coach? Here's my friend Naomi. <laughs> well, I think as soon as as soon as a bride starts bitching about something that's going on, you know, my mother said this, my mother-in-law said that, my maid of honor's not responding to my emails. Whatever the situation is, if they're getting caught in the details, of the interpersonal relationships of the day, they could stand a coach. True. You know, that's very simple. I think, you know, I want to go back to something very important. None of us ever learned how to have relationships in school. No. If we did learn to have relationships, it was because our parents may have had a good one. 
If they didn't have a good one, we're likely to imitate the one they had, which was a bad one, unless we've learned otherwise. So so. there's, you know, I I used to think that junior high school would be an ideal time when kids can't sit still to talk about relationships and how to relate to one another. And what's the differences between saying, oh, you're everything I ever dreamed of, which is a crock of shit, (laughs) and looking at that person and saying, I'm looking forward to... An adventure with you. Exactly. You know? Something I don't know where we'll be in five years. I don't know where we'll be in 10 years. I don't know who I'll be in five years yep. or you'll be. But in case you're thinking that this is like, okay, so no marriage could ever survive that. The reality is that in studies that have been done on arranged marriages and romantic marriages, they have the same percentage <gasps> of success. Holy shit. So in an arranged marriage, you go, well, that's the person who I'm going to be married. Let me learn how to love them. Yep. Yeah. And Ooh. in a romantic one, we go, oh, I'm so in love. I have to get <laughs> married. So I think maybe we should look at both. Like yes. when you marry someone, you don't know who you're marrying. You know the temperament if you bother looking at it. That's But you don't have any idea what they'll be like in five or ten years. Oh, my God. That is a, that's, I'm sorry, I'm having this like epiphany. I'm like, I don't even, <laughs> seriously, like that is an, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Wow, because I I feel I've been with Chris more, like just about half my life, mm-hmm. like and it's it's a very, it's a it's bizarre in a way because I'm nowhere near who I was when I married him. I mean, I hope not. I hope I've progressed, right? You know, and he, and neither is he. Like he's he's you know just a, a constant, and we still laugh our heads off together. Mm-hmm. And we still have great fun together, but he also is the person who can piss me off like to no end and makes me, you know, sometimes like cringe. But it sounds like, Deb, that you guys have figured out who you are and who he is in terms of temperament. Yes. Not in terms of what you do in life and not in terms of, you know, what you're wearing and not in terms of any of those things, but in terms of who your essential core self is, which is temperament. Yes. (gasps) And that is so important. So I wanted to hit on the the love question because I know you brought it up (laughs) in the beginning. (laughs) You know, when people say, oh, oh, I love this person so much. I'm so in love and all that crap. The reality (laughs) is that love is not a feeling. What is it? Well, let's think of that for a second. Love is not a feeling, okay? Yep. Because if you're waiting to love someone based on a feeling, there are going to be a lot of times you don't have that feeling. That's a good point. So love is more of a behavior. How do you treat this person? Do you treat this person as though they're worthy of love? Do you treat this person as... (laughs) (laughs) you know do you treat them as somebody who's totally different exactly do you treat them as somebody who you look at and say separate person what do they need from me what do they want from me exactly exactly oh that's interesting that's a very good point (laughs) dave carrie's like cut the music dave (laughs) (laughs) i kind of want to <laughs> it's okay. I'm used to music Overall. in the background. Know, Jack's totally. a DJ. My husband's a DJ as uh, well. As totally. other <laughs> you guys are everywhere. I know. They we're really all just rocking our heads. I know. We're all like, <laughs> what movie? Like, Night at the Roxbury. Yeah. yeah. It is amazing. So, what is your advice? We're going to wrap it up, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Time flies. Holy crap. It sure does. Love my podcast. I really do. Um, any advice for a newly engaged couple? I mean, I know where this is going, but I want to hear you say yeah, it. Yeah, I would say every newly engaged couple should do the old pre cana, except, um, you know, if they're not Catholic, they should do with a couple's coach. Yeah. To understand or a rabbi. what will be. Yeah. yeah. If a, if a rabbi can do it, if it's an enlightened rabbi, you and know, I yeah, will say we that did all a, rabbi, I mean, we had a rabbi. Um, yeah, we met with him like ten times. Yeah, that's some cool. rabbis are great, and some yeah. ministers are great, and some aren't. Yeah. You know, in that True. sense, it's a psychological process. So you're looking to find out what do you need to keep in mind when you marry this person in order to have a good marriage. That ah, oh, 
Oh my God. I mean, like, how do I even end the show on that? You know, one of the things, quick one, two, one. Cue the music. Like this. Yeah, like this. No, no, she's one more point. Back off. One more point. There's a thing called Love Languages. I think it's a book. Okay. Or it's several books. And what it identifies is, uh, it's another one of those little quizzes like the Kiersey, but what it identifies is how do you experience love? Is it by physical gesture? Is it by words? Is it by gifts? What makes you feel loved? And inevitably, what makes you feel loved is likely not to be the same thing as what makes your partner feel loved. Oh my God, I'm going to come home with She's all these. She's so smart. I'm going to come home with all these quizzes tonight. <laughs> I wish I'd Please make sure yeah, you know. Give, give me the results. Oh, we have a podcast. <laughs> we can oh, listen my. to the podcast. Carrie, I love you, but what was that? <laughs> you oh have some God. really insightful, Isn't like, she, lots of great quotes. Right? You should put them on I, social media. I will put everything. I'm gonna, I this. listen to these and write episode notes, so I will post everything. Naomi, where can we find you? Time to plug yourself. Yes. (laughs) Outside of in the studio right now, hanging out, being awesome. Well, you can find me at Naomi at, well, Naomi at generationscinemastories.com. That's two S's, generations with a plural, cinema stories with another S. (laughs) Or... Naomi, is it Naomi at twolifecoach.com? I think that's what it is now. Naomi at twolifecoach.com. Just plug it into Google. You'll find her. And oh my yeah, God. Yeah, plug me well, into we'll Google. Put, you'll we'll find put it me. on the site. And we'll put it, we'll put it on Great. our site. And we'll put it. So if you go to bitchless, but uh, what? What are you talking about? Bitchlessbride.com <laughs> slash podcast. You'll see where all the podcasts live, at least on my site. You'll find Naomi. You know where to find me, bitchlessbride.com, at bitchlessbride. Hello at bitchlessbride. Everything bitchlessbride, people. And thank you. <laughs> and send us some bitchless brides. Yeah, and send really. me some bitchless brides. Seriously. And Tasha, thank you for filling in for Nathan as no. my co host. I so appreciate it. Carrie and thank Dave. You. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having me. Don't it was a forget. Pleasure. Oh my God, you were amazing. Thank you for being here. We're going to have you back. Oh, love with, <laughs> with some couples next time. All right. That would be great. <laughs> That's a great yes, idea. That'd be like great. Cherry Springer. Yes. Yeah, but um, do don't some forget. tests and get some results, right? Oh, on yeah. There. We got to report our oh, results. Oh, yeah. We're totally going to do that. All right. Let so. me know. I need to know. Okay. Oh, I'm going to. See how compatible you and I are. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, subscribe. Give me five. We love your reviews and we appreciate them and you very much. Hope you learned a lot. And until next time, Fridays. Bye. Bye. Adios. Bye. I have a big day. I'm going in the other room. I love you. Bye. <laughs>